You're listening to another episode of Living Well with Eisenhower Health. Healthcare as it should be. Here's Bill Claproth. When seeking medical care, taking a minute before deciding where to go can mean better, more efficient care for everyone, and it can even save your life. Here to discuss with us when it is appropriate to go to the emergency room versus urgent care is Dr. Russell Grant, Medical Director, Eisenhower Urgent Care Clinics, and Dr. Utham Kentaxis, Medical Director, Eisenhower Emergency Department. Dr. Grant and Dr. Kentaxis, thank you for your time today. Dr. Grant, let's start with you. So what's the main difference between an urgent care facility and the hospital ER? Well, urgent care facilities provide um, quick, convenient medical care on a walk-in basis for minor acute illnesses or injuries that are not serious or life-threatening but do require same-day care. Um, Conditions that are life-threatening or potentially life-threatening, those patients should be seen in the emergency room. Okay, so minor acute injuries, we got that, and more urgent care. So, Dr. Contaxis, how do we know if a medical problem is critical and urgent and needs emergency service? Well, that's a good question, and I think that's one of the confusions that people have. And I think it's very clear that people need to realize that any time you're at risk for coronary disease uh, or any kind of uh, heart problem, arrhythmia, all those need to be going to the emergency department. So if you're a, uh, a, a, a an adult with chest pain or an irregular heartbeat or shortness, severe shortness of breath, those are symptoms that warrant an emergency department visit. Um, the other things are things like stroke. Stroke has a time-sensitive window for treatment. So anytime you have symptoms that may be related to a stroke, where you have a drooping mouth or weakness on one side or difficulty with speech, those all need to be a, an emergent call to 911 to get you into the emergency department soon. The other area that I think people mistakenly kind of wait on is severe abdominal pain. I'm not talking about a mild, uh, you know, gastritis or dyspepsia, but I'm talking about a severe abdominal pain. Those are best worked up in the emergency department. And then, of course, uh, sepsis, severe uh, blood pressure problems, any of those need to come to the emergency department. So, Dr. Grant, once you determine that this is a bigger issue than waiting for a doctor, is there an easy way to determine, you know, how you should or whether you should either call an ambulance, go to the emergency room, or visit urgent care? I know Dr. Contaxis just gave us kind of an overview there. Is there a simple way to, to understand on which of the three you should do? Well, like Dr. Contaxis says, it it really depends on your your initial symptoms. So, if it is a a minor illness like a cough or a cold or influenza, a UTI, um, a minor laceration or fracture, uh, minor burns, any eye irritation or redness, um, those patients should be um, directed to the urgent care, which helps alleviate the emergency room um, and helps offload some of their volumes. If you are having any symptoms such as, uh, like Dr. Contaxis mentioned, chest pain, shortness of breath, irregular heartbeat, 
if you think you um, are having a, a stroke, then you should definitely call 911 in those situations. It's best to always call 911. Um, they can um, come and assess you and really as, uh, do an initial assessment to see if you do need to be transported to the emergency room. And speaking of 911, Dr. Contaxis, it's a common misconception that, you know, driving a loved one to the emergency room is faster or better. Can you tell us why that's not a good idea? Well, it's not a good idea because if your loved one decompensates and you're driving, there's not much you can do. And I've had that happen many a time where somebody's pulled up to the ER with honking their horn while their loved one is collapsed in the car, not breathing. So uh, we've We've gone out and extracted people from cars on multiple occasions. So there's a risk there. There's a risk with driving in general just because you're anxious and you're not concentrating. Um, And I think the the other way, the other thing that what happens when you call 911 is the assessment starts at home. So let me give you two examples. A person with an acute heart attack can have an EKG in the ambulance. It can be transmitted to us and we can activate the cath lab. So when the patient arrives, if there's a heart attack going on, we can actually have the patient in the cath lab within 10 minutes. Um, Other things are like stroke. We can activate the stroke protocol and the team so that we're waiting and ready for the patient when they arrive in that 15 or 20 minutes that the initial call comes in or even five minutes. It helps us to get a jump on things. And much better outcomes are clear when patients come through EMS than when they come through the lobby or they drive up and walk in. So if you suspect heart attack, stroke, or any other life-threatening emergency, yeah. make sure you call 911. Yep. Correct. It's, it's, and I think you should know because if you feel like there's an emergent need for you to see a doctor, whatever that is, whatever that gut feeling is, that tells you you probably need to go call 911. I need a yeah. doctor right now. That's that feeling should prompt you to call 911. And Dr. Contaxis, let's continue with you for a minute. If yeah. someone is going to the ER or hospitalized, what should the family member bring or be prepared to bring? Are there things that you always need? Is there certain identification or grab the person's wallet? What, what should a loved one bring to the hospital if they have time? Well, I can tell you that the, the main things to bring are a medication list, uh, who their primary physician is, if they have one, who their consultant, who their specialists are if they have one. And they generally need to have some uh, form of insurance if you have it to bring the card so it helps us to sort that out for their sake on the back end. But that doesn't change our care at all. It just allows for them not to have a big um, convoluted mess in terms of their uh, the billing and all that. But those are the main three things and some, some form of identification. Everything else I would leave home. Uh, the less is more. You don't want to bring any valuables. You want to leave your watch or your, you know, rings and things like that can all, you know, you just don't want to take a chance on something getting lost in the in the shuffle. Um, and we've seen that before. Cell phone for the patient um, is not a bad option if you if you can think of it in case they want to make a call or, or need to reach out to somebody that that's not a bad thing. And Dr. Grant, same question for you. When someone's going to urgent care, are there certain things you need to see or would like them to bring? 
Well, it's it's pretty much what Dr. Contax has listed. So it's very important if they have a list of medications to bring with them, certainly their photo ID and their insurance um, details are important in an urgent care environment. Um, if they have any previous documentation from um, their other physicians that they see is always helpful. What's helpful now at Eisenhower is that all Eisenhower um, facilities are linked to the, the one electronic medical record. So whether they get seen in the emergency room, the urgent care, primary care, cardiology, orthopedics, inpatient, outpatient, all those notes are now visible in one portal, which makes it um, great for continuity of care and patient safety. So having that access online, if they've been to Eisenhower before, is very beneficial. Very good. And Dr. Grant, if we could stick with urgent care for a minute, one of the things about urgent care is you can also get routine vaccinations and school physicals at an urgent care location. Is that correct? Absolutely. Um, we do a lot of school and sports physicals at the beginning of the school year and throughout the year as well. We do offer um, adult um, routine vaccinations. So this time of year, um, influenza and pneumococcal vaccines. We offer tetanus and diphtheria and then hepatitis A and B vaccines. The urgent cares do not um, provide pediatric vaccination doses, and we always like them to be done in their well, um, uh, well physicals with their primary care providers. Very good. And Dr. Contaxis, if you could wrap it up for us on the emergency department side of things, is there anything that we should know about that we haven't talked about today? Well, I think the the expectation from people in an emergency department is um, sometimes a little bit skewed. The, the bottom line is we are a resource for an entire community, and we see patients 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year without regard with their ability to pay. And um, we can't always predict how busy or how acute the population is in our emergency department at any given time. So I think people need to realize that it, as a community resource, it, we are limited to some degree and people need to be patient. Um, not all, not everything is you know, even though you're not feeling well, it doesn't mean you're the sickest person. On the other side of the coin, we try to treat everybody with respect and consideration and do the best we can to make sure everybody uh, gets the proper care. I think we just have to realize we're all in this together in, in the emergency department, and we have to think of our neighbor as well as ourselves. And I think if we do that, things go a lot better. Well, that's great perspective on the emergency department, Dr. Contaxis. Thank you for sharing that with us. And Dr. Grant, if you could wrap it up for us on the urgent care side, is there anything that we should know about that we haven't talked about today? Well, our goal is always to get patients in and out as quickly as possible. Um, our throughput time, our goal is to have people from the time they arrive to the time that they leave in under 60 minutes. Everybody has a, a busy schedule, and we appreciate that. 
but also there are times when our um, volumes increase um, unexpectedly and sometimes there there is a, an additional weight. So like Dr. Contax has mentioned, being patient, thinking of your neighbour um, or the person sitting next to you um, is, is a good idea and a good rule of thumb. We um, try to get patients, like I said, in and out as quickly as possible um, and that that depends on what the workup we do in the clinics. But our goal is, um, like I said, less than 60 minutes, and we've been successful at that. Well, Dr. Grant and Dr. Contaxis, thank you both for your time today. For more information, please visit EisenhowerHealth.org. That's EisenhowerHealth.org. This is Living Well with Eisenhower Health. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.